Welcome to the podcast, Let the Prophet Speak. This is Yeshayahu, Isaiah 51c, in which we will complete the study of chapter 51, Parak Nun Aleph of Yeshayahu, Isaiah. Um, and this is Saul Weiner, the host of your podcast. Even though this is all part of chapter 51, this is the beginning in the of the way the Jewish chapters are broken up. Uh, this is a new chapter, Anochi, Anochi. This is verse 12 we're starting with, and we're going to do from verse 12 until the end. And it really is the beginning of a new chapter. It doesn't really, I mean, it does continue to some extent from 51, but it is a, a new chapter. So this is 51c. Um, because it's new, I'm going to forego my usual summary of the previous one um, because we can start off. Anyway. We do need to go back to chapter 40, verse 1, which started off what some people call the second half of the book of Ishayahu. Um, I, as I've repeatedly mentioned, don't like looking at it that way. I think of it as all as one book for the reasons which I've stated uh, repeatedly throughout this podcast and almost every single one. However, 40 does start a new section of the book in that after recounting the story of the failure of Chizkiyahu, the failure of Hezekiah the king to become, uh, to fill his potential as the, as, as the redeemer, which is what Yeshayahu hoped for, he started with these, um, these prophecies which continue till the end of the book, the prophecies of the, of the future. So it, it started off with Nachamu, Nachamu Ami, Right? Comfort, and, and I, I read it, and I'm still going to continue to read it this way, that it, that was a command that God said to the Jewish people, you, my nation, Nachamu, you must give comfort, give comfort, give comfort. Um, Yomar al-Kechem, so says your God, and who should you give comfort to? Dabru alev Yerushalayim Speak to Jerusalem and call out to her. Um, tell her that redemption is on its way. And... If we continue in that chapter, back in 40, it says, Al har alilach, get up on a tall mountain, on a high mountain, b'vaseret Zion, you who is bringing this news to Zion. Harimi, bakoach kolech, raise your voice, b'vaseret Yushalayim. She who is telling the news to Jerusalem. Don't be afraid. Harimi al do not be afraid. This theme of do not be afraid is going to be repeated here. Um... And now God is saying, I commanded you, I asked you. And remember, there, uh, in chapter 40, um, after God told the people to, um, to speak up and bring this message to Jerusalem and tell her, so to speak, that not to worry, her people will come back and, and God will redeem them, uh, so on. Um, in the end, um, it's important to remember, let me read to you this verse here for a second. Aloma Tomar Yaakovu to Daber Yisrael. Why should the people of Jacob say, My ways are hidden from God. In other words, that the people were reluctant to speak. And God says, don't be reluctant to speak. Don't you know that it is I, God, the Creator, that gives strength to the weary, and so on. It is me. So this is... um. This is, uh, um, again, repeating that, but now God says, I'm asking you, the people, to be a source of comfort for Jerusalem and Zion. Um, 
who will comfort you? And God says in verse 12, 51, and here we start, I, God, I, God, and repeatedly, this is a, a, a theme we see over and over again many times where it's just a style of speech that Isaiah Yishayahu has to repeat things and, and uh, double to emphasize, I, God, will be the one who comforts you, Right? Me, I'm asking you to comfort Jerusalem. I will be the source of comfort for you, God says to the Jewish people. Me at vatir i me anosh yamus. Me at literally means, who are you that you should be afraid from mankind? That that mankind who has death. In other words, you are afraid. You're in exile. You are under the the rule of of human beings and you're afraid of them they pass from this world they are yomos they die and you should be um afraid of human beings of ben adam who are who who ha, who dry up and died like grass in other words just like grass grows and then at the end of the year it dies away and then grows again and dies away that's that's how human beings are why are you afraid of them in other words, I am giving you comfort, God says, because I am permanent. I am forever. I am eternal. Human beings you're afraid of. And instead of you're afraid of humans and you forget about God who has created you. God who is no Teshemaim Vyosedaretz. God who, who, who laid out the, the heavens and established the earth. And instead, all day you are constantly in fear of Tefached and Tefached means not just fear, but it means this terror and dread <laughs> all day. Because of the um, anger of the one who is oppressing you, the Meitzik would be the one who is oppressing you or the one who um, is besieging you. Because he is constantly planning and aiming to destroy you. Where is this anger? of the oppressor. The anger of the oppressor can and will be gone. Human beings are here one day and gone the next. This next phrase in verse 14, which I'm about to read, is extremely difficult to translate. So I'm going to go through some of the many different potential translations. Mihar Now, mihar clearly means quickly will be opened or untied. Tso'e is tzadik, tzadi ayin hey. Um, not the spelling that usually, uh, we with a word that sounds similar, tso'e with an aleph. This is tso'e with an ayin. So it's a very different word. Ayin and aleph are obviously very different. So what exactly this word tso'e means is extremely... Um, um, uh, how should I say? It's really not known. I mean, so I'm going to go through some of the uh, some of the potential possibilities. Rashi has two. Uh, the first one is tzoe, is things that are stopped up, things that are clogged up, kind of related to tzoe with an aleph, which refers to to feces and stopped up like constipation. And Rashi looks at it literally as if it was talking about constipation as as a metaphor to the people being stopped up and clogged and mihard so eli it will be opened um, and god is saying that 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 the people who are 
closed up and clogged and stopped up will be opened. And then the rest of the verse would read, and, and they will not die to be cut down and destroyed. Like I said before, uh, um, that the, the, the people were people are konein lahashchis in the last verse. They're 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 planning. The enemies are planning to cut you down. But now I'm saying in this verse, lo yomut lashachas. I will not allow you to be cut down. V'lo yechzar lachmo, and his bread, in other words, the sustenance of the people will not be missing. They will have what they need to be sustained. So that's one for the first possibility in Rashi. The second possibility in Rashi um, is so eh is referring to one who is girded one who is uh, uh you know tied up with his armor and his swords and his bows and arrows he's all girded and ready for war and then that would mean the one who is girded for war against you will quickly become untied ungirded in other words i will get rid of those people that are coming against you and as a support for this rashi brings what we have in ishayahu later on in chapter 63, verse 1, um, that's Perak Samach Gimel, it says there, Mize Bome Adom, who is this coming from Adom Zehadur Belavusho? He is majestic in what he's wearing. Tso'e Berov Kocho, he is Tso'e, the same word, in all of his might, in all of his strength. And Rashi is interpreting this to mean he is girded up in all of his things. I actually, I'm going to go with this second shot in Rashi, but before I. I do that, I want to just bring some of the other possible explanations. The Radak and the Mitsudos understand Tso'e to mean one who is mitultol. Tso'e, someone who is, who is uh, exiled and being bounced around and wandering from place to place. And then that, and Lihipaseach would mean he is being like freed from prison. So Mihar Tso'e, I, I don't like this because when, if you're taught, if Tso'e means one who is being bounced around, then lihipaseach should mean he is being brought into a specific place. If tzo'em meant someone who is bound up and tied in prison, then lihipaseach could mean he's now being opened up and released. So the, the Radak and the Mesudos, uh, you, would, you would have to, it would kind of stretches the um, credulity to think that it means tzo'em, one who is being bounced around from place to place. I wouldn't use the language to say that he is being redeemed, I wouldn't use the language lihi paseach to be opened up, but that's how they interpret this to mean miartso elihi paseach. Um, a fourth possibility is um, that it so eh means a captive, and this would be the Evan Ezra who says um, that so uh, eh means means a captive. Each one brings various explanations as to why that. Then the Evan Ezra at least makes more sense miartso elihi paseach. Quickly, the tzo'eh will, will be, the captive will be released. The Ibn Ezra's explanation is the most, um, <clears throat> the most, um, um, uh, it kind of reads in the Pasuk the best, because it would say, Mihar tzo'eli paseach, um, the, the captive, the one who is, is stuck inside, will quickly be released. So in other words, so then this Tso'eh is referring to Israel. And he will not die and be destroyed as his oppressors want to. And he will have his food. The second shot in Rashi is a little bit more difficult because then it would mean the one who is girded 
against you will be opened. And then you have to flip and say, and then he, the Jewish people, will not die to be destroyed. So either the Ebenezer or Rashi could be... Um, um, I, I kind of like Rashi's simply because it's more consistent with chapter 63, but then I kind of like the Ebenezer's explanation because it's more consistent with the reading of this verse. Neither are a million percent satisfied for the reasons which I enumerated, satisfying for the reasons which I enumerated. However, um, that's the best we can do so far, as far as I can tell. Um, and the various translations of this verse take different approaches. Um, uh, I'm looking at the one that's online in Sepharia, I think that's from the Jewish Publication Society. They look at Soe as one who is crouching. Mihart Soel hi I guess they have reasons for translating it that way. But uh, anyway, that's where we're at. So that's verse 14. Verse 15. So God continues. I will then, you know, um, God is telling the people, don't be afraid. Why are you afraid of human beings if you should have faith in me? But I, God, I'm not like that, 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 that oppressor who's, who's human, who has death, but rather I am I am the one who can stir up the sea and, and raise the, the powerful waves of the sea. My, his name, God's name is Hashem Tzivaos, the God of hosts. And don't be afraid to speak up, right? I was the one... And this is verse, about, I'm about to read verse 16. I was the one who told you back in chapter 40, verse 9, right? I was the one who told you, get up, get up on the top of a mountain and make this announcement and speak, speak. And don't be afraid because I will put my words in your mouth. I will cover you in the at the shade of my hands, God says. In other words, my, my covering will be a protection, not like the oppressor who surrounds you to oppress you and to destroy you, but my, when I surround you, I will be there to protect you. In what way do I protect you? By placing the heavens above you, the earth beneath you, and, I, and in order to sustain you. And now you can say, Litzion, that message that I told you to say in the beginning, you can say to Zion, Ami Ata, I, the people of Israel, are, are your nation, right? Or you are my people, right? Um, so you can, uh, so you, you can convey that message. Now in verse 17, um, God says, what is this message? How should you say this message? So the prophet Yeshayahu is telling the people, um, it's telling the people what to say to Jerusalem, okay? Hit-o-ri, hit-o-ri, when you come to Jerusalem and you're going to wake up and you're going to build the land and you're going to build the nation, what do you say to the nation, so to speak? What do you say to the, to, to the country that you're building? Hit-o-ri, hit-o-ri, wake up, wake up. In Kumi Yerushalayim, get up Jerusalem. I share shatit because until now you have been drinking miyad Adonaiet kos chamaso. You have been drinking from the hand of God the cup that was full of God's anger. 
et kubat kos hatar elashatit matit. Right? You have you have um um uh et kubat kos hatar la you have uh, uh drained the the bottoms of the cup of suffering. That is what you have been drinking. That is what you have found until now. There's no one here to guide you, Jerusalem. Of all of the children you have birthed, you have birthed a people, you have given birth to a nation, but they were gone. They weren't here to guide you and bring you to build a nation here that is worthy to build. There's no one here to guide you into becoming the nation that you should be. There was no one to hold you by, by her hand, her hand, Jerusalem's hand. From all of the children that she raised, they were all gone. These two things, only these two things, have befallen you, have come, have happened to you. Um, who can give you consolation? Destruction and and ruin. And famine and 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 uh, and war. Me anachameich. Who can give you um comfort? How can I give you comfort? Or who can give you comfort? Banayach ulfu shachvu. Your children have been exhausted. They have lined. They have they have been um lying exhausted. Berosh kol chutzos kito mechmar. At at in um in um. All of the places, all of the places outside of you, like a like a toe, which is um, a kind of animal in a trap. So it would be some kind of wild animal that people would trap to eat. So it's uh, often translated as like an antelope or a gazelle or something like that. Kitomichmar, um, like a trapped antelope. In other words, the people were running free, but they're trapped all over the world in all of the cities. Berosh kol Every place outside of Jerusalem, and they're lying there exhausted. And they are full of the anger of God and the scream or the the uh, the uh, the rebuke, the the anger, the angry words that God has said against them. That's where all of your children went. However, therefore, lachain, therefore, shemina, please listen to me, Jerusalem. This has been your fate until now. Zos Aniya, you, oh poor one, oh um, who's so sad and so upset. Now it's time to listen to this message. Ushichurat, you who are drunk, but you're not drunk of wine, but you're drunk from drinking that kosatar elah, that cup full of suffering. Ko amar Adonai, your master God says, and he asked us to bring you this message. Right, the message that he's been asking this entire time since chapter 40 he's asking the Jewish people to bring this message to the land I have taken from your hand that cup that you were drinking that was full of suffering I have taken it away the bowl that was full of my anger no longer shall you drink it I'm going to take those cups and that bowl or that cup and that bowl I'm going to take it and I'm going to place it into the hands of those who have been making you suffer those who have been tormenting you those that have said to you 
lie down in dust so that we can trample over you. The image of the nations that have conquered Jerusalem and trampled Jerusalem and destroyed Jerusalem and destroyed the nation. The cup of suffering will be passed on to them. This is the message I want you to tell Jerusalem. And that they made like your your um your your back, like your body, the soul of the nation, they made it like land that they trampled upon. The la overim and like a um like an outdoor marketplace for just people to wander through. Um the image of the of the Roman marketplace that was built on top of the holy city Jerusalem after the second temple was destroyed is is very uh, uh, much the image that's being portrayed in this in this pasuk. Um, now now um, the next chapter this concludes chapter fifty one. In the next chapter, we are going to study uh, and read a little bit more about the rebuilding of Jerusalem and what that means. Um, we, we're going to be concentrating on that a little bit. So hang in there. Thank you for joining us for 51. Looking forward to studying 52 together.